Welcome to the Circle 31 Podcast. I'm your host, Ayanna Robinson-Dixon, and on today's episode, I'll be speaking with a couple who've been loving each other and leading in ministry together for 30 years. Now, here is my conversation with Bishop Darrell and Lady Dion Brister. All right, I am Bishop Darrell S. Brister, um, privileged to pastor the Beacon Light International Baptist Cathedral here in the city of New Orleans, Louisiana, now for 30 years. Uh, I also uh, am privileged to serve as the second presiding bishop uh, with the Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship International, where our presiding bishop uh, is Bishop Joseph Warren Walker III, and our founder is Bishop Paul S. Morton. And I am Lady Dion Brister, First Lady of Bishop Darrell S. Brister for 30 years. So what? (laughs) So that's who we are. (laughs) Well, we are so happy to have you as guests on the Circle 31 podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you. We are excited and elated. Thank you. So I want to start by asking a question about your leadership roles and asking how you navigate the unique dynamics of being married while serving in leadership roles? Um, Let me go first. And um, I'm not the official spokesperson because Dion has a wonderful, healthy perspective on uh, balancing it all. Uh, To be quite honest, it's been 30 years uh, that we have been both uh, married and uh, full-time full-time pastors uh, and it has been uh, needless to say uh, quite a challenge uh, being able to of course um, be there to lead to guide a congregation and then still be able uh, to properly nurture the personal relationship, uh, what is needed, because in the words of uh, uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes, he told me this, I'll never forget it, back in 2008, he said, uh, happy wife, happy life, <laughs> unhappy wife, unhappy life. So it is, of course, day day by day, week by week, month by month. What'd you say, Dion? Absolutely. Um, the unique dynamic of it all is that we were married um, in October of 1992, and Bishop, well, he wasn't Bishop then, but he was called um, to be the pastor July the 3rd of 1993. Wow. So how many months is that, Bishop? Right, right. So eight months? Yeah, eight months. About months. eight months after we were married, um, they called him to become the pastor and we haven't stopped then. Wow. <laughs> haven't stopped yet, rather, yes. I mean, to can we, I, okay, listen, Lady B, we have to stop. I have to put a pin right here because I need you to talk to me about what that was like for you um, as a new wife going into that ministry role. Okay, um, I'll be honored to. Well, I'm a former Catholic, first of all, and he was Baptist. So, of course, that was a new, that was the first new dynamic of it all. I didn't know anything about being a first lady. I didn't know the roles. I didn't know the calling. 
I didn't pray to ask God to marry a minister then. So it was very um, God-guided, <laughs> let's say that. So I will, I would, I just would believe that um, I would like to think rather that God just walked me through it step by step and under his leadership mm -hmm. and under his guidance, I just pretty much um, depended on him to walk me through it. So it was a very um, different experience. And I just think that God just prepared me to, to be his helpmate. And mm -hmm. that's, that's pretty much how how I did it. I didn't know if I was doing it right. I didn't know if I was doing it wrong. I just was trying to, um, you know, fulfill the purpose and the assignment that God had called me to do. So it was challenging because I wasn't a people's person. I was, I would consider myself at that time to be pretty much an introvert. I was single. I didn't have any children. I was working. I lived on my own. And then all of a sudden I'm thrusted into this life of people and, yeah. How's that plug? Right. Yeah. No. How's that pass? And if I could, that's why I was saying in my comment, day by day, week by week, month by month, because <laughs> here we are now 30 years down the road. And what Deanna is basically saying is we didn't have a guide. We didn't have a pattern. Mm. We didn't have a model. We found ourselves as trailblazers. If if we could have, if I could have picked up the phone and called a pastor and say, man, how you do this? Or if she could add a first lady right. to, I mean, but we, again, God just, that's how we felt. We literally walked it out day by day. And needless to say, in the processes of that, there, there were some bumps, there were mm -hmm. uh, some bruises. And that's why I believe, and Dion would agree also, our spiritual sons and daughters now benefit because we've been able to blaze that trail. Right. We've been able to go before them. We know what it looks like when there's out of balance. I can go in the presence of, of a pastor, any of my spiritual sons, and I know right away whether or not their wives are happy, content, or, or upset with a smile. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> we, we, we can see it. We know it. We've been there. Mm. Uh, we've had to we've had to do it, unfortunately. But the challenge and by the grace of God mm -hmm. is we didn't have a pattern. We didn't have a model. So what it, what it kind of makes me think about is, oh, God, I'm preaching. I don't know what, uh, what it makes me think about is, uh, you know, the account when the Bible talks about the 10 lepers, mm -hmm. 10 lepers are covered with leprosy. And uh, Jesus tells them to go show yourselves to the priests. Yeah. Now, the priest, of course, was to declare that the lepers had been cleansed, but these individuals got leprosy all over their body. Right. Why would Jesus tell them in their state to go show themselves to the priests mm -hmm. when it's obvious that they have leprosy mm -hmm. all over their body. But the Bible says, as they went, as they, went. Mm -hmm. they were healed. As they went, mm -hmm. as they went. Mm -hmm. uh, God told Abraham, Abraham, go into a land that I'm going to show you. Where is that? Right. And so often, in our Christian walk, we are looking for 
point A, B, C, D, instead of just taking God by the hand and letting him walk us where we've never been before. And when we do that, it causes us to daily, I'm back at that, to daily depend on him, to weekly depend on him, to monthly depend on him. Because now here we are 30 years down the road and we're in a different place in a space, but we've never been here before. <laughs> right. Wow. And again, we 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 still don't have the cookie cutter, the pattern, the model, the handbook. The right. handbook. Right. That's what I was about to say, the how-to guide. Right. We can't Google it. Well, let's go back to this because <laughs> at the time he was called to become the pastor, he was already serving Bishop Paul S. Martin as first assistant. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking that's going to be his job to continue, you know, in a career serving Bishop Martin. So, Hey, okay. I could go to church and see my husband stand and assist Bishop Martin. I I can do that, but called to be a first lady. That's a whole different dynamic. Mm. Totally. Totally. It it makes me think, Bishop, uh, take us back to when you, um, before you met Lady B, like just before you met Lady B in your hardest posture, you've been asking God for a wife. Did you have in mind what you thought you needed for where you, what, what, you know, where you thought you might be going in ministry? Um, Talk to us a little bit about that. Wow. You know, I've never been asked that question in all interviews. Thank you so much. That is so, thank you. That's deep. That's thought provoking. Um, And the answer to that is he, I did, I did. And um, that's why I say so thought provoking because I never thought about it that way. As Deanne mentioned, Bishop Morton, of course, was a model and a mentor Mm -hmm. that I always perhaps saw myself doing what he was doing. Mm. So because I could vividly see myself doing what he was doing, it would also make me kind of pay attention also to his wife, her involvement, what she is doing, uh, their children. And I was just trying to look and balance and all that. And the interesting thing, and, and Deanna knows this, um, so, yeah, when I met Dion, I knew that she was green, but when you're green, you can grow. Mm. When you're ripe, you can only rotten. Right. So I knew she was green. I knew she had potential. And more than anything, I knew she had a relationship with God. She's got, she's independent. She's got a self. And I begin to think, Lord, if you are taking me where my vision has already shown me, then this is the kind of person I would need to hold it down in the background. Mm, that's good. And uh, and really, and now thirty years later, that's. <laughs> Exactly. She's uh, holding it down. <laughs> holding it down, holding it down. Uh literally because our home, our personal life, mm-hmm. our children, and now grandchildren is an operation and a ministry in and of itself. 
Yes, indeed. So, and she have taken that role from day one uh, because she was already equipped to do it because she was doing it for herself as an independent, single, satisfied woman. Okay. <laughs> I have to ask this question, and this is just pure nosiness. So, Lady B, yeah. how how did Bishop grab your attention as a single woman? Oh, God. As a single woman? Oof. <laughs> okay, so... At the time I met him, I was in a bad place mentally. Okay. I was single, dating, not right choices or whatever. So I'm looking at him and he just had this, this glow about himself that I had never seen nor was attracted to in another in another male. Mm -hmm. And um, that's that's what stood out with him to me. But at the time I wasn't looking for a relationship. I wasn't looking for anyone at that time. I say, God, I want to get to prayer service. I want to go home and be by myself. But then after that particular service, my youngest brother was hunting me down saying, Hey, someone want to talk to you. And it's my friend I was with at church. And I was, I said, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. But he hunted me down and stalked me. After <laughs> He's like, and did. <laughs> But it was, just, it was, yeah, it was just something different about him at that time. And I couldn't understand it, but God, that's how God showed him to me at that time. Wow. And probably, I'm sure, I'm sure he has a different. Go ahead. Let's see a bishop. That's good. That's good. Uh, I've heard that. Uh, you was very accurate with that presentation. That's, that's what you, you've told it like that, just like that before. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's, and, and the interesting thing with, well the interesting thing with me was um, Dion and I went to the same high school together okay she of course had no idea of who I was in high school because when she was a senior I was only a freshman. Okay. For her, because she was, she had, she was just very, very attractive, studious, you know. But I was just a young freshman. Right. Told me, asked me, would you please come with me? I've got a coworker. I need you to minister to her, who happens to be Dion's mother. As I'm praying with her, sitting on the sofa, I look up and see a picture of Dion and her two brothers. And I said, wait a minute. I say, that's the girl from high school. I asked her mother, I say, did your daughter go to McMain? She says, yes. I, and I asked her name. She says, that is Dion. And I said, oh my God. But I was on my way to Korea. Um, and three days later, I left going to Korea for a year and a half. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the whole time I'm in Korea, church in the military, a prophetess comes in one night and the prophetess begin to prophesy, knowing that I'm the pastor she turns and she says, she's crying. She says, the word of the Lord is 
Dion is your wife. <laughs> this, now I'm in Korea in a whole nother time zone. And as soon as this lady prophesied this, in my spirit, I rebuked her because we had a young lady in our choir. Her name was Dion in our oh. church there in Korea. And when she said that, instantly in my mind, I say she missed God because the people in the church was already trying to say, you know, Dion is single, pastor is single, you know, they, right. I was like, that lady missed God. Gotcha. She missed God. Gotcha. I was in Korea for almost another year. As soon as I come home, I go to a prayer meeting. <laughs> That's the same prayer meeting I went to. And oh. I said, God, I have to get to the prayer meeting. Wow. Right. Divine connection. Yes. <laughs> That's beautiful. And the first day I'm home, I'm at the prayer meeting and I see her. And I'm saying, who? And I asked Eric, my brother, her brother, <laughs> I said, what's her name? And he said, Dion. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is beautiful. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it is. I love how God, you know, that's just a beautiful, it's an, I'm, my prayer is as people listen to your testimony, that somebody will be encouraged because as you were saying before, um, when you were talking about the two of you in your early years, talking about you guys didn't have a blueprint, you didn't have a guide, you couldn't Google what you guys were, you know, you were trailblazers, right? And I believe that there are people who will be listening to this episode who feel like, feel the same way. I know God is leading me somewhere. I don't have anybody to call, but if I just follow the example of these two, these two people, these veterans in the faith, and just follow the Holy Spirit, follow the Lord, then I'll have a testimony that he did it. He put it together. I didn't know have all the pieces at the same, you know, at once, but just day by day, like you said, day by day, week by week, month by month, the Lord just continued to order, you know, my steps. So I thank you so much for sharing that <laughs> testimony. And we're almost out of time. So I have one mm. more question. I know. Oh, I need we got to do part two. We I'm telling you, y'all need a, a few, a, I need a few episodes. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you if you could just share some practical tips or advice for other couples who are involved in ministry together. Maybe they're having trouble with navigating their personal life together in ministry. They don't know how to balance it. Um, maybe, you know, they're still trying to find that groove you know find their their way of working together in both spaces can you can you share some insight on that well it's it's different for us because um i'm not involved in the ministerial part of the ministry so i'm pretty much um over per se the women's ministry i help in other areas of of serving so um, although it's different from that perspective, it's it's it continues to be a lot of work. So I feel that my role is more supportive to him in the in the ministry, not assisting with the preaching or the teaching or what have you. So it's it's a little bit different from from that perspective. 
Yeah. And I, I would I would recommend and um encourage because so often the destruction as we have seen, even among our peers, so many that we were doing this together with 30 years ago. Mm. And they're no longer together. Their churches wow. uh have disintegrated. I mean, their marriages are torn apart. I mean, and it's couple after couple. We can name several couples that everybody who's listening to this podcast would know when when we all were doing all of this, right. we were all doing this all together. I would say to the pastor to understand who your wife is mm -hmm. and allow her to be that and not try to make her into what you've seen in perhaps other bishops or pastors' wives. That's good. Yeah. And, and I may add to that, um, for the for the first lady, the female, the wife, know, know what your calling is. I know that God never showed me that I would be a minister. Well, I am a minister in a sense, but to become an elder, to become a co-pastor, to become a co-laborer, God never showed me that. And I've had people, um, apostles, prophets, not saying that their prophecy was inaccurate, but I know that God told me that I would never wear a collar next to his collar, which was okay though. And I accepted, I accepted that calling and I stuck to that because I knew that wasn't, that wasn't my desire mm -hmm. and that wasn't my assignment. And, and neither was, neither was my assignment desire or anointing was to have a co-pastor. Jan was never my co-pastor because of who I was and who I am as bishop, as pastor, as Dion is not just first lady and not just wife, but she's actually my manager. She's, mm. you know, she's my, she's my PR person. Yes. Uh, she, she's my, she's my accountant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's actually, she's actually my paralegal. All right. You know, I, I, all of the things that she do mm -hmm. naturally is what I've always allowed her to do that brings out the best of her because what it does, it it allows me to, to, to stay focused on what my assignment is. Yeah. And that is, of course, uh, for God's people. So we, we're, we're, we're recapping pretty much some pastors um, thrust their wives exactly. into that particular position, which may not have been their, their That's exactly right. right. And then let me go back to the point. My initial attraction to Dion was her love and her relationship for God. Mm -hmm. And I know that then and even for now, but I we never, we we were never going to be tag teaming preaching messages and sermon. I get what I'm like, see, I mean, some people that's what they do. Yeah. That's not that's not what that's not oh, what God that's not what God had called mm -hmm. us to do. She handles it behind the scenes. I stand out on front of the stage before the people, mm -hmm. knowing that everything behind the curtain is well. The bills are paid, and if they're not paid, at least they've been contacted. <laughs> and when they call me and say it's due, I say I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so just so people don't think, you know, oh, they just died and maybe they don't have to believe. We went through COVID too and Hurricane Katrina yeah, too. That's a whole and that's aspect. a whole another aspect. That's another episode because really we don't is. have time because that's one of the things you guys will have to come back because I wanted to, we don't have time to talk about your journey through that whole time. We would love to. But this has been such a blessing. I just want to thank you both. I thank God for both of you. Thank you for sharing with our listeners on the Circle 31 podcast. And I, I know that um, our listeners are encouraged by what you have shared. And um, you, uh, your congregation and all everyone who is under your care um, are blessed to have you. So thank you for everything that you do. Let me, let we, I'd like to just say to all of the followers of Circle 31 uh, podcast, you all like this, comment and share your integrity, your heart, the honesty, the perspective, the sincerity. Uh, this platform has been given to you by God to reach millions. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just bless and thank God because I do believe uh, that the greatest days for the body of Christ and for you, Ayana, particularly, all the seeds that you have planted, you've endured, but harvest time is about to come. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank y'all so much. If today's episode was a blessing to you, visit our website at circle31internationalwomensministry.org to follow our podcast, listen to past episodes, and to read our blog. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord she shall be praised. Thank you for joining us today.